You haven't lived until you've heard the show Americans are talking about. The show that launches its listeners to the height of humanity. The audio hour that travels the landscape of adventure. The sound that comforts more than the clip of your first bolt. It's the Ogden Outdoor Adventure Show. Oh, yeah, we're Outdoor Adventure Summits the Airwaves. This is the Ogden Outdoor Adventure Show. I'm your host, our Brandon Long. I'm blazing for, for the next about, it'll be short, probably 30 minutes today. Uh, along for the ride is the best co-host in all the land, Todd of the Top. We're hanging out inside the Monarch, the heart of the Nine Rose Arts District. And on this week's show, we have a weekly happy, which is a human snowboard. We have ski resort closing, closings, and they man, it's going to dump this weekend. So um, we'll give you an update on those, give you an update on, on the docket, the events that are going on locally around here. We'll see how much of it happens. This, there's only one in jeopardy this week with the, with the storms. In the news, winter storm warning, Antelope Island facelift, two cyclists were killed in southern Utah. Roads to Yellowstone are opening. Every kid outdoors is it working. Sharma, remember him? Sends a 514B. Kemper NFT and the emergence of bears. Worth watching. Gear 30 segment, including Bodie Miller. Update. My lands segment, yeah, has more to do with the waters in the West. Quote of the week and an outdoor jukebox. All of this and more on... Ogden Outdoor Adventure Show, episode 388, April Winter Sharma, and of course, the emergence of bears. So let's charge. He summits with the agility of a mountain goat, flashes routes faster than UPS, is more intimate in the mountains than Jake Gyllenhaal. He's Todd to the top. How do you look so chill over there? Like you're just happy. This you're is, happy place. This is my time to chill. <laughs> yeah. For those of you that are playing along at home, I am down to uh, one semester less left of grad school. And so I finished this summer. And so uh, this is like vacation right now. This oh. is like my staycation. It's just yeah. sneaking away for an hour uh, and doing a podcast. And so I have, uh, I'm wrapping up this current semester, which has another like three weeks. And then, Summer is the capstone and one last class. And then, and then people can call me, I answer the phone. I'll text back. You'll see me outside uh, of my home. Yeah. It's going to be fantastic. Yeah. Uh, your, your cats will wonder where you, where you're gone. Yeah. Like, yeah. But thank you all for, you know, excusing these last couple of years. Do you have a capstone idea yet? Uh, I think I'm going to use in some capacity, um, the arts in the parks is back. Mm -hmm. So after a two year hiatus, uh, we are back and, uh, I'm bringing in a little bit more of an assistant. And so that's a big change. And, uh, we're going to have some different activities than usual. And it's just, it checks off a lot of the boxes. You doing podcasts in the park? Cause there's two P's in that. And I thought, you know, maybe that would work well. Podcasting in the park, podcasting in the park. I kind of like the idea of that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just throwing it out there. Yeah, you know, the kids got to learn. We got to get the next generation rolling, you know? Tour the different parks. It'd be fantastic. Yeah, podcasting yeah. in the park. I don't know. Think about it. All right. This week's weekly happy guy turns himself into a 
human snowboard. Whoa. So, yeah, let's see if I can this make this big. This guy his friend who was a skier use him as a chair while they slide down a mountain in Vermont at a pretty decent speed. All right, so snowboarder is face down. Snowboarder seems comfortable on his stomach with the yep. full body weight of the skier on top of him, just as long as they're having a good time, right? Snowboarder's got his legs kicked up, so snowboard's on the back. The skier's sitting on his snowboard. Using him as the human snowboard or something i don't know but that is our our weekly happy uh guys <laughs> todd's way says it all right there <laughs> i don't know what's going on i think that was an accident i think somebody fell over somebody else fell on top of them it actually looks like it takes a while to get to that point so i'm not sure like you gotta practice yeah you gotta set that up so it's not like it was just <laughs> Oh, kids. All right. On the docket, uh, first Wednesdays, Golf Foundation community hikes. And then there's three sessions for the TFNU youth trail hikes. So if you'd like to jump on those, check out the Trails Foundation Northern Utah. April 13th, which today's the, oh, my watch just died, the 11th. So on Wednesday, it's an anchor cleaning clinic. And it'll probably be in the snow if it goes uh, at the 9th Street Crag. Donations are requested. This weekend is Easter you can believe that, Todd. Uh, yeah. You, you know what Easter means? Homework? No, I'll be up at, at Grandma's house on a Oh, yeah, yeah. Good, 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 good. Okay. We're doing a big uh, uh, croquet. Croquet 2000. How's your bonnet skills? Uh, uh, no bonnet yet. Okay. So that, that is yet to come. Okay. But uh, we have already begun uh, gathering uh, decorations. <laughs> bonnet building. Yes. <laughs> No, 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 for the course itself. For the course, okay. Oh, good. So we've started to pick things up for the course itself, so I'm actually looking. Oh, I'm excited. This is good. There's an Easter brunch buffet at Snow Basin for those of you, those of you who are not invited to Todd's uh, party at Grandma's house. It's very exclusive. It's very exclusive. <laughs> Grandma's house is very exclusive, yeah. <laughs> uh, April 22nd through 24th is the Hill Fest up at Powder Mountain. That's the snowmobile Hill Fest. Uh, hill, com- hill race competition to the top, party, bands, all the things. Earth Day is, I believe, next Saturday, the 23rd, the Ogden Nature Center. And the following Saturday is the Coldwater Traverse. That's an 11 and 16 mile trail run on the Bonneville shoreline. If you want to get your miles in early in the season, early in the year, it's a great race, great trail, beautiful. It's usually pretty good weather by the end of April, getting into uh, 1st of May. Which is good. April 30th is also the Kids Bike Giveaway and Bike Safety Rodeo for the at the Ogden Bicycle Collective. Um, there's a marathon, Ogden Marathon coming up. May 4th, the Gold Foundation Community Hikes. And then May 7th, Fly with the Flock 5K at the Ogden Nature Center. So there's that. Now, we do have uh, resort closings, and <laughs> they closed a week early. I mean... It is supposed to dump. I think, Todd, you said like two feet. I got the, the next story. It's pulled up. It, it talks Yeah, it's about like it. one to two. And it's over the next couple of days, Gosh, at least the yeah. last I saw. Yeah. Uh, okay, so Beaver's closed. Brian Head's open. Brighton is open till the 24th. Cherry Peak closed. Deer Valley open to the 17th. Eagle Point closed. Nordic's closed. Park City Mountains open until the 17th. Powmow's closed. Our local resorts here in Ogden are all closed. Nordic Powder and Basin. Snowbird is to be announced. Snowbird will close sometime in July or something. Who knows? Uh, Solitude is closing day is May 1st. Sundance closed and Woodward is to be announced. So those are your closing days. It's supposed to dump. So according to the Salt Lake Tribune, Utah winter storm warning 
How much snow is expected? The mountains will see snow dumped on them. The valleys won't escape the white stuff, says the Salt Lake Tribune, the Trib. Spring started more than three weeks ago, officially on the calendar. Somebody forgot to tell Mother Nature. (laughs) Scott D. Pierce, the funny man, writing for the Trib. National Weather Service has issued a winter storm warning from Monday afternoon through, through, and we could hear the rain as we're recording this. It was like coming through the, not through, but hitting the windows up there. Sounded good. Yeah. 3 a.m. Wednesdays in northern Utah mountains with snow also expected in the valleys. The forecast calls for heavy snow in both the Wasatch Mountains and the western Uintas. One to two feet. Yes, that's feet, not inches. The heaviest snow is expected Monday night. It's tonight as we're recording it. The forecast also calls for three to five inches along the Wasatch Front with more snow possible on the benches and in the Logan area. Even after the wind, winter storm warning expires, there's a slight chance of snow on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, according to the National Weather Service. So, you know what? This happens. Um, this happens in the winter here, or in the spring here in Utah, although people tend to forget and they, they get all excited when it's like, why is it snowing? Well, it's because it's spring in Utah. Here, look, everybody can watch these along with me. I'm pulling up a... All right. After decades of waiting, Antelope Island's getting a facelift. The Visitor Center is getting a facelift. $13 million makeover. That's so much money. Todd, do you know how much money they spend on buildings up at Weber State or anything? Do you have any insight on that? Billions of dollars. (laughs) Billions. Okay. I'm just curious. $13 million makeover here at the... It's millions of dollars, by the way. Yeah, Antelope Island State Park Visitor Center. After state officials and lawmakers secured a $13 million in funding... Dude, Antelope Island's a treasure. Antelope Island State Park's ready to complete the second phase of its visitor center building project. It's only taken around a quarter century. The Utah Division of State Parks and the Friends of Antelope Island hosted a kickoff event Friday, officially announcing the development plans to stakeholders and media who are sitting mere feet away from where the new building is supposed to be built. The park's current visitor center was built in 96 and represented the first phase of the project. In the decades since, however, the planned second phase never materialized due to lack of funding. Well, they got the funding now, so. All right. It's cool out there if you haven't been out there for a while. I haven't been out there for a while. I'd like to go. It's, it's awesome, yeah. Two cyclists, brothers... Cycling in southern Utah were killed by a car. I think I think I want to say the lady's getting charged with homicide. Um, two California brothers in southern Utah, they were here to compete in a bike race. They died Saturday after being struck by a car. The crash was around 2 p.m. That's right in the middle of the afternoon on Telegraph Street near Coral Canyon Boulevard. It's according to KSL.com. Cyclists were traveling west on Telegraph Street using the bike lane, using the bike lane, when they were struck by a Hyundai Genesis traveling in the same direction. So I don't know. I don't know what happened. I don't know if someone's not paying attention, distracted driving, intentional. God, that'd be terrible. Um, but I think she, I think she's up on charges right now. Uh, are you up on charges even if it's not intentional, but you're just distracted? You probably would be, right? Some, I, I imagine somehow, yeah. Yeah. Like you're not like you didn't like the person didn't see the, the people on the bike and like, I'm going to hit them, but instead was on their phone or something and hit them. Then I think you still go to jail for that. There's going to be some responsibility. Hmm. 
I think so. I road biking scares the hell out of me. It's mountain biking. You might hit a moose. I don't know. You might. You might. There's other other things that can happen, but tree rock tree I mean, rock but hurt. most of that besides the random wild animal is your own damn fault you right. know yeah 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 choices a lot of that is your it's choices but you know on the road you're it's that's what scared me the most when i rode my motorcycle was it's like look i can i can control sort of what i'm doing but i can't control what everybody else is doing and that's the scary part yeah that can't was, that make was other people before i before i met you that's yeah. a different kind of motorcycling that you did though right it's, no i mean it was regular no, it's uh, just regular. You weren't a crotch rocket motorcycle guy. Yeah, crotch. I crotch rocketed. Is that a thing? To me, that's that a verb? Different than is that a, than your commuter uh, motorcycle. Yeah, no, I. But then I did go from the um, what would be considered more of a race bike to more of a touring touring mode bike, and I was. It was just one day I was going through intersections in Ogden and just thinking, I have zero control over any of these other drivers and it just got me nervous and so i thought yeah i think i'm done and moved on but you can check it off yeah check it off crotch rocket they still say that <laughs> i think so that was I've a got it. <laughs> it's those ninjas they still yeah yeah, yeah. It's a ninja. it wasn't a scooter i'll tell you that it was a little more powerful than oh boy vespa it was a vespa <laughs> it was a vespa well it's my favorite time of year todd Second, second favorite time of year. Oh, I wish you could see this on the Yellowstone roads are starting to open. Oh, Yellowstone season. Yeah, yeah Yellowstone season. So this Friday, the, the roads begin to open up, which means you, you can get lucky and go watch the bears coming out of their their little cubbies from the winter. So the west entrance to Old Faithful is opening this Friday on the fifteenth at eight a.m. Mammoth Hot Springs to Old Faithful via, uh, via via Norris. Norris to Canyon Village. Basically, the most of the park is open this Friday. Um, there was a road that's been closed forever. They're redoing a road on the uh, northeast side, Dunraven Pass. I'm not sure if that is open. Actually, Dunraven Pass usually opens later in the year anyway. So, yeah, the road between Canyon Village and Tower, Roosevelt, Dunraven Pass. Oh, it opens May 27th at noon. Sweet. That is fantastic. Yeah, it's my favorite time of year. I love Yellowstone. And I love spring in Yellowstone. It's beautiful. Okay, so a BYU study, government program a that was intended to get kids outdoors. Is it working? Um, no. I mean, yes and no. It's So here's the deal. It's called the Every Kid Outdoors Program. It's, it's one of those programs that sounds good on the face of it, but in reality, it only helps one group of people, and that's sort of the middle class to wealthy families. It was intended to have a better positive impact on low-income families and minorities. However, and it, I mean, to me, this makes sense, but what, what the Every Kid Outdoors program does is waive fees at parks, national parks, state parks, for, I, I believe, fourth graders. Uh, which is great. You don't have to pay that. And so those with the means to get to the parks, here's where it all goes downhill, took advantage of it and was like, yeah, you don't have to pay for the kid. We'll go to the parks. But the problem is those with lower incomes, you still have to buy the freaking camper and the, you know, the gas and you got to, you got to get to the park. You got to take the time off work. You got to, you got to get, so the eight to 16 bucks or whatever you save 
on the pass to get in doesn't really it doesn't motivate anyone who can't take the time off or get the kids to the park to go do the hiking uh so it actually worked really well with with middle to upper class kids um they saw a big increase in hiking with the with that group which is great but the lower income and, and minorities they didn't see an uptick because that's not what they're concerned about they're they're concerned about other real life things like and that's sort of makes sense um i mean it's nice that they can get into the parks for free at a certain age but you got to have the time and the means to get to the parks so um it's very interesting actually it's very it's it's socially very interesting and, and the kids need to be outside it's good for them to be outside it's good so how do we how do we we meaning community uh us in general help lower income families or income kids access the outdoors in a in a better way and be and probably start on a more local level because that way you can just get to your local trails and start hiking there versus having to travel anywhere really to a park or anything but yeah, yeah. i don't know i don't know that much about like national park outreach programs like i know that with what I do, you know, that's really what my focus is, is to try to get um, certain people that wouldn't otherwise introduce them to arts programming or the Shaw Gallery on campus mm-hmm. or, you know, having the arts in the parks, that type of thing. And so there are programs and nonprofits in place to kind of help make that happen. I don't know what sort of program they have for national parks i would well, hope that i think exist. that's huge and for the art we're weird we're arts and outdoors podcasters but you don't know what you don't know and so as a kid if you don't know about the arts which is what you're doing you're introducing them to the arts through arts in the park so you're doing outreach to them if they have no idea this stuff exists unless you show up and and, and show them that uh, same thing with same thing with hiking and same thing with a lot of like, like when there's groups that take uh, kids from the inner cities out skiing and they're like, this is fantastic. It's like, yeah, there's other things than like city life. You can do other things. And you know, you know, when I worked uh, um, for a luxury re- uh, real estate company and you walk in through these multiple million dollar homes, it's like, okay, well, I know these exist now. I didn't, you know what I mean? Like when you never get a walk through them, you don't really realize like, holy crap, people live here. So uh, apparently it's possible. It's possible to live like this, but you don't really realize that unless you see it. You see it in real life, not in Instagram life. And so programs that put you in the, in the wilderness, like, uh, backpacking it's a lot of what the the groups do that do like when you're they're reforming kids that get off drugs here they do a lot of outdoor stuff because they're just trying to get them hooked on something else besides the drugs so they'll take them water skiing and backpacking and and skiing skiing and and get them in nature one it's just good to be in nature but two it gives them something to think about and and what you hope is that one of those kids it gets through and they think, okay, I'm going to do this. I want to do that. I, that that has my attention. I'd rather rock climb with my spare time or whatever than than do nothing, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like do bad things or whatever. And so, 
you know, how I do think we... we should have this conversation? I think we should have, we should have like the nature center. They do programs, you know, for, for area schools and, and community members. And so they'd probably be a good place to start. But now I'm curious to see how, how far out that goes. Cause the nature center is, let's be honest, still pretty close. And so what's it take to get the Utah kid into a national park, either South or North of us, you know? Yeah. We only have, is that happening? Maybe it is happening. I'm I don't know. Curious to know. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. That's there's only five national parks in Utah, <laughs> and Yellowstone's pretty damn close. But there are certainly, like you said before, there's certainly plenty of people that take them for granted. Slash, yeah, can just go when they get some free time. It's yeah. just a matter of finding the time to do it. There's people like me who don't want to go because the lines are too long to get in. Well, that's a whole other story. That's a whole other sure. story. Yeah. Remember Chris Sharma? I th- yeah. Yeah. He's top of his game. Top of his game. 514B. Just said it. 40 years old. 40's not so old. Maybe for, it is. For right. climbing, maybe. But we know. We knew, we have friends. Who oh, yeah. They're climbing in the How old's Chuck 60s. now? He's, he's, I think he's over, he's got to be over 65, right? Is he, is he above that? We're gonna be corrected. I hope it I know. is. He's like sixty-one or something, probably. He you know. looks fantastic, but he whatever. climbs like he's no older than. Yeah, like exactly. he climbs like he's in his. He climbs better than. Yeah, most kids. Uh, oh, like 99 percent of climbers, uh, which is, is fantastic. Anyway, Charm is forty, and he's strong. Five fourteen B eight C, and he. Yeah, no prior knowledge of the route. He onsided it. He's like, screw it. I'm just going to send it. And he did it. So, man, that's awesome. I haven't seen his name out there much. He's been chill living in Spain. All right. So I don't know if you're, you've been, you're following the NFT craze, Todd, um, up there on campus. I usually, send out, I usually seat out uh, these, these fads. Yeah. Um, and when I say fads, anything for the first couple of years before yeah. they either disappear or they stick around. Maybe they stick around. Well, maybe they stick around. Yeah, I don't know. NFTs, I'm still confused by. Crypto, I'm not. Crypto's fine. I'm, you know, have a little I'm playing a little bit in crypto, but NFTs, I'm like, I you lost me, dude. I don't really understand this. However, Kemper, Kemper Snow, that brand, Kemper Snowboards. I used to have a Kemper retro snowboard brand from Kemper. Releasing a NFT, um, meant to honor the snowboards of the 80s and 90s the group will be released and supported by the Simba market as a part of the Gravity Sports Group's Riders Collective NFT Collective here's what's the author of the article this is a great paragraph that sort of sums up where I'm at as well it says i don't understand nfts whatsoever everything i've seen surrounding them makes me makes them seem both a like a passing phase and a massive scam and my opinion on them most certainly doesn't matter to most readers if this is your kind of thing, then congrats. You're getting a snowboard NFT collection, I guess, uh, which is true. Like you go NFT, you NFTers. All I know is on Instagram, you're making bazillions. So apparently it's a thing, but I can't believe Instagram life. So there's that. Uh, but if you know what you're doing, then you know what you're doing and you're making money on NFTs. More power to you. I don't get it. I don't live in the metaverse or the whatever verse. And so I think NFT is a little bit of like an echo chamber too. It's just like, you know, yeah, maybe people supporting each other that understand it. Yeah. Yeah. But it might get further than that. It's good to see it branching out into, you know, groups like this. I like Kemper. Yeah. They're cool. Bears are coming out of their hibernation spots. 
Uh, this guy recorded a bear, little bear family coming out of the hibernation spot. I believe this was in Yellowstone. Yeah, Yellowstone National Park. And uh, what you're hearing there is a, is a bear digging out a little cubby. Actually, it looks like it's going back in. It's a tiny hole. It looks, doesn't look big enough for a whole family, but it must be a little small little hole and then Big Dan on the inside or something that they dug out. But it's how cool, how cool would that be? There's like a, a, a face sticking out of the hole and, and the tongue licking. It's like, oh, yeah, it's springtime. It's time to pop my head out and see what's going on around here. That's funny. And how cool would that be to watch in real life, man? It's fantastic. Anyway, this photographer videoed it. It's on unofficial networks. It's pretty damn cool. So you know how like when you're maybe at the movies and after matinee and you go outside and the sun's super bright and like, oh, man, it's freaking bright out here. What how bright it is when you've been in a cave all winter. <laughs> they come out with visors and sunglasses. Yeah, I would. Yeah, for sure. Oh, my gosh. That's so funny. All right. Something worth watching. The Natural Selection Tour highlights. If you didn't get to watch the whole Natural Selection Tour. In British Columbia, and that is why it is stop two. This can make this big so you can see this. Natural Selection Bam. Lodge event. Scary Cherry is a behemoth. It is steep. This is on YouTube. It's a collection of all the highlights of the Natural Selection Tour, which snowboarding Bluebirds, and guys, it is the coolest thing snowboarding mary as dustin craven in the sunshine is starting and some of the things here. some of the tricks they pull off are unreal so anyway you can watch this i think it's worth watching let's see how long is it 11 minutes best 11 minutes of your day coming in with big momentum from his win at jackson hole i'm just watching i'm just enjoying goodness smash the pillow and then cause like a mini abby yeah, that is basically. Wild looking. Did he this, smash the pillow? He smashed the pillow. That's what I do at time. night. Oh. He is such a master of both the physical and the mental side of snowboarding. These guys are so good. The course, though, is crazy. Whoever builds these courses. Red Bull. Yeah, it is Red, Red Bull. Bull. It is Red Bull. They build the courses. All right, Gear 30 segments. Um, <laughs> I can't. Where's my mouse here? It's making me big. Gear 30 segment. We have a new product in the shop. Getting Moving into camping season. Cascade Designs showed up. If you're not familiar with Cascade Designs, they are the proud conglomerate owners of MSR. So like MSR tents, MSR stoves, some of the best stoves on the market. Um, and then Thermarest as well. So the pads are all in. And then Platypus. So Platypus, water filters, um, drink holder things, you know, put your water, you put your water in there. All that is new to the shop. Yeah. Platypus. Platypus. That's just fun to say. <laughs> no, it is good. And we, I mean, we have more stuff, but all that just came in last week. And so if you're, this is a weird time of the year for us because. Well, it's supposed to snow this week, so there's that. But um, the resorts are closed, so people aren't buying any ski stuff. But it's cold and snowing, so they're like, yeah, I'm not hiking or camping, so I'm not buying any of that. So it's pretty slow in the store, so we would love it if you just come say hi and hang yeah. out. Buy some socks, maybe, you know, that'd be cool. Check out the new camping gear, so put it on your list. Make a list of what you want to buy later in the summer. It's a good idea. 
Anyway, come visit us at the store. Come say hi. Uh, and then Skier, also in the Gear 30 News, Skier Bodie Miller has launched a new direct-to-consumer ski brand, the Montana-based enterprise Peak Ski Company. It's getting into the market with the line of six all-mountain skis designed for casual enthusiasts. So Bodie Miller, famous skier, racer, um, he's hawking skis, but it's not the, this is according to Outside Business Journal, not the head or atomic skis that he skied on to become a two-time overall World Cup champion and six-time Olympic medalist. Um, it says he's not pushing $2,500 pair of skis, a, a bomber skis this time either. So he must have been trying to push some super expensive skis in the past. But he's launching his new venture, Peak Ski Company, direct-to-consumer, which there's more of that out there, uh, ski brand leading with a line of six all-mountain skis designed for skiers like you and me. Uh, okay. What is that supposed to mean? I don't know. What are you saying? These is these are his Walmart skis. <laughs> this is his Walmart shop uh, Costco. Yeah. Um, hey, it worked for Shaq. Do you know that was the Shaq model for shoes? That dude is all about the Walmart. Yeah. Well, apparently, what happened with Shaq was that. Well, I'm probably getting the story wrong, but essentially. A, a mom came up to him and said, why are your shoes so expensive? And he's like, okay. He, he says, my like, houses are really my, <laughs> my houses are expensive. Yeah, he's like, okay, I got your point. Like, she's like, I can't afford them for my kids, you know, and because the Jordans are all very expensive. And so he thought, okay. And then he launched a line of Shaq shoes that were like, I think Walmart only carried them or whatever. And that's the Shaq shoe. And he probably is making a hell of a lot more yeah. off of that. When you make like of, exponentially amount more, yeah, uh, volume, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that still equals the same. The same in the end, yeah. More people are wearing them, yeah. So. Well, he's got the Shaq shoe. It's a, good for him. I think yeah. it was Shaq that I heard. I think it was a late night show. Maybe he he said that he supposedly has made the biggest like in store purchase at a at a Walmart. Oh, I love it. He was on a location, it. or I don't know if he was doing a shoot, but whatever it was, he he went to a, a new town and he was going to stay somewhere for a little while, like a you know written out place, and the place was empty, and and so he went to Walmart to <laughs> basically stock this house. For he just Walmart. loaded up, and I can't remember what the dollar amount. Oh was, my but god, it was, it was a sick amount. It yeah, was, it was a lot of shack shoes. I wonder, what do you think, like ten grand? Oh no, 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 I think it was bigger. Oh really? Oh, more than that? Wow. But like, it was a it was a lot of. Do you know how much stuff that is at a Walmart? <laughs> so much stuff. Well, you got to deck out your. I'm guessing he did. He didn't stay at a 500 square foot yeah. bed and breakfast. You know, you got to <laughs> deck it out. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. But he clearly so has a relationship with Walmart, so that well, makes sense. That's yeah. Good on him. All right, my land segment: mapping the drought-stricken waters of the West. Um, well, let's pull this up so you can kind of see this. This is on the Salt Lake Tribune. Embrace the salt, a kayaker's quest. This is pretty cool. Kayaker's quest to share up-close views of an epic but shriveling Great Salt Lake. For Brian Footen, it will be the biggest and most challenging destination in a project to create a Google Street View-style map of drought-stricken waters and shores across the West. Um, This is is Spiral Jetty. Brian Footen waded out from the soupy red water of Great Salt Lake's North Arm, his boat and bibs crusted in brine, setting the mood here. 
his cockpit filled with foam, a wide, toothy grin on his face. These trib riders are getting at it after it in these days. It was his first time navigating one of the most inhospitable places on the planet. What, like northern Ogden or what or north like northern Willard or what is that? Salt Lake's pretty inhospitable. The Great Salt Lake is okay. Yeah. After eight hours battling a persistent headwind and seeing little life other than a few pelicans, Footin summed up the lake in a word epic. Embrace the salt, he added with a chuckle. That quick trip late last month was the reconnaissance mission for a much bigger expedition. So starting in June, Footin plans to launch a project exploring charismatic waters across the West under threat by current mega drought. Mile by mile, he, he will kayak along the rapidly changing shorelines of places like Lake Powell, Lake Mead, Tahoe, and New Mexico's Rio Grande. Um, the Great Salt Lake, however, is his priority. So he says it's one of the greatest environmental challenges in the country right now. Well, I'm glad somebody realizes it. I don't think we realize it here in Utah, but this guy realizes it. I don't know where no, he's from necessarily, but you best believe this, folks. It's a it's not good. And yet everyone just assumes it'll be okay, I guess. I don't know. It's weird. So anyway, I think his 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 documentary, his journey will be definitely worth watching and following. So you heard it from the trip first. I'll Follow this it. guy. Yeah, the trip's done a nice job of this, so somebody is all right okay quote of the week almost oh one one thing before the quote of the week i am just gonna wait um i didn't put it in the show notes i apologize wait you got uh, tip, I your, cleared this tip your mic down a little and i can see your face better there you go. yeah yeah pay for that that's the buddy shit yeah. right <laughs> maybe i shouldn't have said that <laughs> anyway like so i've been over here trying to figure out because it's been years since i uh listen to uh, uh radio lab podcast but i do want to yeah recommend this event that's coming up at the browning center uh, yeah i tried to promote it and got marked as campaign. spam thanks facebook that's so bad i so still stupid. don't know why that I is i don't know somebody's flagging our stuff you say it to our face that's what i say right there amen uh, <laughs> flag to our face yeah flag it to our face yeah, we mean well come on people our fame has not gone to our head i promise <laughs> So Browning presents his thrill to welcome noted podcaster. Here's the tie-in right here. Yeah. Storyteller and electronic music composer. composer. This is the part I, I'm going to just come off as such a, a hack because I, his name is Jod Abumrad. I didn't know how to say it. I don't know how to say it either. Oh, I mean, so if we, you can be a fan and I know how to I've say listened. the name, right? It has been years. Yeah. This is a podcast that he started uh, in like 2000. Radio Lab's huge. A long time ago, right? Uh, anyway, he's coming to Weber State University on April 18th, which is yeah. right around the corner, to share his knowledge and show how everyone can use technology and the power of stories to find their voice. Abumrad is the creator of Radio Lab podcast, More Perfect, uh, and his newest podcast, Dolly Parton's America. His podcasts are downloaded more than 110 million times each year. In comparison, that's each more year. or less. Each year. That's more or less where we're at. We're um we're about there. We're pretty close. Yeah. Uh, and his style of storytelling has influenced many of today's most popular audio programs. How and did he go from the first two big ones to Dolly Parton? Like, that's a Dolly shift, Parton is I think. a 
goddess right now, though. <laughs> I know. So maybe he I either know. saw it coming or he was partially responsible for, yeah. for this resurgence. I don't know what it is. In addition to his work in journalism and podcasting, Abumrad is a musician, a three-time Peabody Award winner, a McFel- MacArthur Fellow. Um, oh, my gosh. This guy's been busy. While at Weber State, Abumrad will spend time working with students in communication classes. So that's rad. Really makes me feel like I haven't done anything with my Because <laughs> he's right around our age, too. Yeah, yeah does he have a Grammy, too? I mean, yeah. what else has he What else has he done? For a podcaster, he probably has done just about everything you can. Yeah. Um, he's going to be up at Weber. Yep, so, so if you're a student, the 18th, is it open to the public at any time? Open to the public. Okay. Tickets are only 5 bucks for Weber students, uh, faculty, and staff. And so if you're listening, make sure and grab some tickets for that. Um, go to WeberStateTickets.com. Members of the public are also invited, except for those tickets are going to be like 12 to 15, which is also gotcha. quite yeah. reasonable. Okay, get it. If you're a student, it's a little cheaper. So look it up. Check it out. If obviously you enjoy podcasts or you listen to, we should probably let you know you are now listening to a podcast right now. <laughs> so this is what a podcast is. If you enjoy other podcasts, <laughs> check hint, out the best hint, that hint. there is. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, or if you just like Dolly Parton. I mean, I'm sure he'll talk about Dolly Parton. Yeah. Yeah. This has been hell of a year for Dolly Parton. Uh, Last couple of years, I should say. God, she's great. She's the best. Anyway, thank you for letting me yeah. interject. Oh, absolutely. Quote of the week. Almost everybody can stay excited. And this kind of ties along, too, because as a podcast, this you'll see what I mean. As a podcaster, you you need long, longevity. Okay, let me let me give you the quote. Okay, I'm ready. Uh, almost everybody can stay excited for two or three months. A few people can stay excited for two or three years, but a winner will stay excited for 30 years or however long it takes to win from Art Williams. See? Yeah. I like it. 30 years is a long time, though, let me tell you. It takes you 30 years to win. That's like that- uh, We're, we're a third, third of the way there? We're over a third of the way there. Third, yeah, yeah, that's true, that's true. Uh, it's like, uh, oh, there's a meme somewhere, I don't know where I saw this, but it was like, why are, why are vampires- always wealthy and then the answer was like if you've been a if you've been on the earth for 300 years and you haven't figured out how to become wealthy just step into the sun kind of yeah you know get it get it put some money away all right in savings do something (laughs) 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 thank you to banyan one for powering today's 388th episode of the ogden outdoor adventures show you can listen and subscribe to the Banyan Collective on YouTube. Listen, go to the YouTube. You can watch the van session stuff. It's fantastic live on the YouTube, live, recorded live on the YouTube. Our bands are great there. So it's Banyan Collective on YouTube, B-A-N-Y-N. We actually finally got a URL because we got 100 subscribers, our first 100. Thank you so much. So it's now YouTube slash C slash Banyan Collective. The Banyan you want to... Get involved on the, the sort of on the ground floor because just wait, people. Yeah, you could be what like you could be like, oh, I was one of the first two hundred subscribers. Yes, these numbers are going to get oh, quite high. I guess huge, you. huge. Yeah, jump on over there to the YouTube. Look for us on Facebook, Instagram, Apple Podcast. You know where you can't find us right now. It's bad news. I'm nervous. Why? Banning Collective Instagram's gone. What? I don't know where it's at. It, I cannot it's find. It's not like your keys. <laughs> you lost your keys. It's it really. They won't let me log in. So, uh, just a quick backup story. I got booted out of Facebook. Had to start a new one. 
Uh, I got hacked and it was really bad. It's very frustrating. I can't get into the old account. Most everything still works. Most everything. But that Banyan Instagram that was tied to my Facebook, it I can't log into it. People can't see it. It's like it's missing. It's gone. It's not good. So we might have to restart that. Now I do have like some of the photos, like a photo history of what was uploaded to it. So I can kind of restart, but man, there's some good stuff over the years on that Instagram. I'm very, I always have backup plans apparently in case you get booted from one of these platforms. It's terrible. If anybody has an in at Instagram, reach out. Cause I think you've done essentially all of the, you can do I've d- uploaded my ID. I've done the emailing. I've done all the things. So I don't know. Anyway, Find us everywhere else, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TheBandingCollector.com, and the Podbean app for Android and iPhones. Show notes are up on the blog. DM us, though, at, on Instagram at uh, Ogden Adventure. It's the best place to find it. All right, so speaking of van sessions, this week's Outdoor Jukebox, and I will I'll pull it up here um, so we can sort of see this, is, is a new oh, – well, that was weird – is a new van sessions that was just released yesterday – well, it's fresh. This yeah, is fresh. It's fresh. This is. Uh, it's got that fresh. Okay, okay, okay. Smell. I did the, the fresh van session smell. It's, it's good. good yeah. I titled it, you know, a little catchy, which I hate this stuff, but I, I'm, I'm throwing spaghetti on a wall and seeing what sticks. Right. Unreal new music genre called chamber punk, live at the Monarch Van Sessions featuring Fur Fox and as John Muir would say, the mountains are calling and we must go. Let's go. I'll wait 
you to call my baby Time. 